This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. After a Monday matinee at Dover, NASCAR heads to Kansas this weekend before coming home to Charlotte for All-Star Weekend and the Coca-Cola 600. As for IndyCar, their month of May begins Saturday at Indianapolis Motor Speedway with the IndyCar Grand Prix on NBC as we get closer to the 103rd running of the Indy 500. You're in the Motorsports Hour, 60 minutes, all forms of racing with Parker Kligerman and A.J. Allmendinger. And I've got to be honest with you guys. I spent most of last week on the open road because May also means the Kyle Petty charity ride. So even though I took a few days off to come back here and do the show, once you're on the ride, it's hard to leave it mentally. Yeah, and I, I think we sort of helped you a little bit because you're working up to riding motorcycles. Well, because, yes, there is no, I mean, the road warriors who are covering 3,700 miles as we speak, <laughs> uh, they're on the road right now. Whew, they're She's tough. using us as an excuse. Next, next year. Sidecar. I'm in the oh, sidecar with you. There okay? you go. Yes. <laughs> you heard it here. Uh, we're going to have more on the charity ride, including some of my photos coming up while the uh, charity ride is rolling through Alabama. The IndyCar drivers are already parked at Indy. Will Power swept both the Grand Prix and the 500 last year. He spoke with our Marty Snyder earlier today. Well, Krista, it's officially the month of May at Indianapolis. It's a windy day, but you know what? We're standing right above Victory Lane. Where that guy owned it all last year. Will Power won everything in the month of May. And I heard you say on the Dale Jr. download, you kind of came here more determined last year. Was it a different mindset when you came into the month of May in 2018? Well, uh, you know what? I think I was thinking this is the first year of a new car. Mm -hmm. And that's the time that you can capitalize on just being a little bit ahead of the competition as far yeah. as understanding you know, what it would take with this car to, to mm -hmm. win a race and, and the way it drafts and all that sort of thing. So. Yeah, you know, I was very uh, cognizant of that. Mm -hmm. um, worked very hard, but I was relaxed all month. You know, the whole team did a great job. We worked hard on having a good race car, and you know, I can't think of anything that went wrong on race day as far as uh, execution right. in the pits, outlaps, in laps, uh, uh, you know, on the track. Obviously, all that stuff. Like it's just a very solid day. So, with that win in your pocket, does it feel different? walking into Gasoline Alley this time around as the defending winner. And does it take some pressure off this year? Yeah, I, I have to say you walk around with a bit more of a smile on your face. <laughs> the month hasn't started, though. You know, obviously, when, right. you're, when you're quick, it really helps. But, uh, yeah, obviously, you're proud to see my face up there as you drive through that tunnel. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, it's just, just a, 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 a for sure a weight off my shoulders. There's no question about that. Um, but I have more determination than ever uh, mm -hmm. to, to, to win races, so, and particularly win another 500. That's the talk about the 500. Let's talk about this weekend, the Grand Prix. Uh, how much did that really set up the success in the 500, being able to win that race and start the month of May the right way? 
It, it helps, there's no question. You know, when you win a race, you feel great, the team feels confident, and uh, um, you know, you just have a very good attitude going forward for the rest of the month and you're happy. And I did the same thing in 15 and almost won uh, the 500. Good battle with Montoya, it's quick all month. Um, you know, it's just, I felt that that month as a, the positive vibe you have going after winning the Grand Prix. Yeah. You have that trophy sitting up <laughs> in the engineering office to look at all month, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's a good start when you can win the first one. It's been a long three weeks off, so I'm curious kind of what you thought about during those three weeks. And, and did you kind of think about how do we turn all the speed we've had all year in 2019 into wins and success? Uh, I certainly thought about that a lot. You know, it's, it's uh, a couple of heartbreaking results, particularly Coda. Um, but, you know, the, the good news is we have good pace. Um, you know, we expect to be at the front you know, on Super Speedway, the, yeah. the road course this weekend. And Christy, you might have heard, two-seaters on the track. We're ready to get the month of May kicked off here in Indy. Yeah, we certainly are, especially. It's hard to, to look at willpower at Indy and not think of that reaction last year. When he won the 500. Yeah. Uh, what did you say? He turned from what? Race car driver? To like axe murderer there. Yeah. It was crazy. Like, But that's what we loved about him because that's willpower in a mm -hmm. nutshell. Let's take a I look. I love it. No way. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Got to be race back. Can't believe it, man. I cannot believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it shows you what it means. Uh, and by the way, Will Power is this week's guest on the Dale Jr. Download. If you missed it Tuesday, uh, you're in yeah. luck because you can see that tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern, right after Grand Prix qualifying. We'll get a little bit about, yeah, we know the Indy 500 is big, but you were talking, I mean, Will Power, um, there's a lot of similarities with, with this year and last year. Yeah, I mean, really, he dominated the month of May last year, and it's really what got him back into the championship so you can break it up into two ways. Yeah, Indy's Indy. So just we hear that raw emotion form. That's what winning the Indy 500 means to a driver. It changes their life. But in general, when it comes to the Indy GP, it turned his whole season around because it's almost a carbon copy of he struggled early so far this year. Joseph Newgarden, Alexander Rice has got some momentum. They've stretched the points out. He went to the GP, dominated that race, won the 500, which for the Indy car season – is double points, and it got it back into that championship fight. So for a lot of reason, the month of May is, is big for willpower. And I think what we heard with his interview with Marty, he goes, you know, I'm more determined than ever. And I think that's kind of a scary thing for the rest of the field because I believe this is the kind of the winning Indy 500 last year was almost a catalyst for Will. And what he said there at the end, he said, give me respect. It's because when you think of so many of his career, you know, he came over to the IndyCar series. He wasn't that good on ovals. He didn't get the respect he deserved maybe in a lot of ways. He goes out and he qualifies. Any street course or road course, you thought, this is the guy going for the pole. He's the one to beat. He was the one to beat in the races. But the ovals, he didn't get that respect. And there he goes and wins the biggest race in the series on an oval. Now he has the respect. He has the confidence. And he says he's more determined ever. This is the kind of thing that I think it could, you know, propel him into going into multiple Indy 500 wins. And that's a scary thing for the rest of the field. And let's be honest. When you drive for Roger Penske and Team Penske, the Indy 500 is so special to them. And if you win that race, you just you, you go up a few notches you're, you're, in Roger's eyes. So even though Will had won air. races and won a championship, that was a different level that he went to. And Will, nothing but respect here. More well, power to you. how special is the Indy 500? I mean, it seems silly for us to even ask because we all know. But Power's teammate, Joseph Newgarden, still hoping to taste the milk in Indy. And earlier this year, he was asked 
which one he would choose, another IndyCar championship, he already has one of those, or win the Indy 500. He responded without hesitation. I would choose the, the Indianapolis 500 all day because to me it's the most difficult race to win. Uh, you only get one, one shot every year, which is what makes it so pressure-filled. You know, you're pretty much there for a month trying to figure out your race car, trying to set up for that one event. And you get one opportunity to, to make it happen on race day. And within that three-hour window, it can either go really well uh, or it can go really bad. So, you know, a championship, it's, um, it's about the effort all season. It's a big deal. It's, it's something we put a high priority in. But I, I think if you've got a shot to win the Indianapolis 500 and you, you could choose that or the, the championship, I think you're going to choose the 500 all day. Yeah, to me, that represents what all the drivers feel like. If you ask all 33 drivers that are going to be in this field, whether a championship or the Indy 500, without hesitation, I don't think any of them are going to change their mind and say it's the Indy 500. You become a legend when you win the Indianapolis 500. And for all those drivers, they know that. You know, I look at somebody like Connor Daly. He's got the best opportunities he's had in his life at Indy. He's racing for Andretti Autosport. If I went to him and said, hey, Connor, you get one chance, you race and win the Indianapolis 500, or you have a whole season, you have a ride for the year, and you win the championship, what would you choose? I'd be shocked if you didn't say, I want the Indianapolis 500. No doubt. And, you know, it's funny you bring that up. I was going to go into, you know, the fact that there's drivers who have made careers out of literally doing one race, the Indy 500. They make a good enough living just doing the Indy 500. It means that much. I was just there for the last two days filming another show, and it's amazing how that city embraces the race and how much it means. You know, they talk about when it clicks into May, how that whole city changes, how the atmosphere around there changes. And it's just such a big deal. And I actually was walking on the, the yard of bricks, and they now have the commemorative bricks down there. And one of them is to A.J. Foyt, four-time winner. And it's just sitting there as a reminder of what you become when you win at this racetrack. And if you can go and become one of the winningest drivers like A.J. Foyt, you're cemented literally in the ground with a brick to say you will never be forgotten because you've won the biggest single race that we have in the sport. Don't forget so that Borg Warner it's, trophy. It's amazing. And the Borg Warner trophy. Yes. So, I mean, it's just incredible. And so I'm just not surprised as well to hear drivers say they care more about the Indy 500 championship because it's it's Mecca. It's all that matters. Well, of course, you can join us on NBC to be a part of it all. We know it's yes. a must-see event, sort of like the Kentucky Derby. And speaking <laughs> of the Derby, Joseph Newgarden was there. <laughs> Yeah. After winning the 500, Newgarden's right there with him. Of course, he, he turned into a sad face, though. After I know. This. He put his money on <laughs> about 20 minutes security. later. But it's still cool to see. I mean, any sort yeah. of reaction like that, and especially when athletes or, or um, you know, uh, sports worlds collide, any sort of worlds collide like that and sort of merge together. Well, the Kentucky Derby is, or the Indy 500 is kind of the, the you know, Kentucky Derby of motorsports. Mm -hmm. So in so many ways, the pageantry and all the things yeah. that go behind it. And I think that's why these guys can really relate to, here's the one big stage and to be there seeing it in yeah. person and be a part of it. So I just, I, I don't disagree that reaction. I think I would have had a similar reaction if I was there and, you know, had a little, <laughs> a little, little dough on there. Um, another storyline we're going to be following, obviously, at the Indy 500 is Elio Castroneves. Is there another win left in the tank? Kind of explain to people, AJ, what, what he's trying to do and why it's so special and, and whether he can do it. Yeah, I mean, Elio's trying to go for four wins. He's been trying to do this for a while now, and there's only, uh, I think, three drivers that have four wins, if I'm correct. It's AJ Foyt, Rick Mears, and Al Unser. 
So apparently it, you're correct. Yes. So Elio <laughs> it, it, got three wins pretty early in his career, and it's been trying forever, try to get that fourth win. And he's not full time in the IndyCar series anymore. He drives for Team Penske in the IMSA series. And this is a place, and I was very fortunate enough to be his and Will Power's teammates in 2013. And just the love that he has for the Speedway, what it's meant to him in his career, he wants so badly to win that fourth. The last couple of years, he's had a chance. Coming to the line with Ryan hunter Ray didn't beat him. Last year, battling for the lead, he crashed off a of turn four. And something stood out to me last year, and I don't know inside, I don't know how many years, maybe him and Roger have talked about him doing this, but last year when he spun off a of turn four and crashed, I remember him saying to the camera, talking to Roger, walking back to the pits, please, Roger, give me another one. Give me another opportunity. So I just feel like there's not many left for Elio to do this. And to get into that that ring of honor of winning four Indianapolis 500s, it's a big deal to him. So who knows if this is his last one. I hope not because he can go out there and wheel an Indy car with the best of them still. It's only going to get harder, though, you know, being out of the seat and just doing this one race every year. So I think, you know, that's now or never. Should he do it? There's another guy who always brings a big reaction. Oh, yeah. So you have to tune in to see that for sure. Coming up, we're going to head back to the Brickyard and here for a reigning IndyCar champion and past Indy 500 winner, Scott Dixon. That'll be good. Plus, a preview of Saturday night's Cup Series race at Kansas, along with a drive down memory lane. Ooh, might not be such a good memory for some. With our top five. <laughs> Kansas moments and new Supercross 450 champion Cooper Webb joins us to talk about his run to the title and why he doesn't have much time to celebrate. Ready, time to go around the globe in 60 seconds. We start in Belgium where the World Endurance Championship braved all the elements at Spa. Snow, hail, rain. Hey, Kyle Petty's charity ride drove through a tornado. That's crazy. And this, the photos coming out of this race were insane. You had the Toyotas going through Eau Rouge, the famous corner, and it was literally snowing around them. It was a magical photo. And obviously we see Toyota won it though. Magical, yeah. Fernando Alonso, uh, Nakajima. How did I do? Nakajima. I just wanted you to say it. That's why I didn't say the name. Ashton Brady won the race. Well, here, here at the uh, IMSA race in Mid Ohio, uh, Jerome Bleakenmullen decides he gets in a little deep mm. and wants to oh. use Simon Trummer's rear end to slow him down. This is that's Bob was the the hood stuff Eight up there. Tires. He couldn't, he couldn't see that. Eight tires stopped better than four. Yeah, but that wasn't but, tires, that was the rear yeah. end. So, Not a good day for Jerome, but, but it was uh, a good but, day for Team Penske. Yeah, but more importantly, uh, Juan Montoya, Dane Cameron, they get their first victory for Team Penske in the IMSA series. Uh, one full season, it took Team Penske to win another race. Last year they won with Ricky Taylor and Elio Castroneves, so a big win for them, and especially for uh, Juan and Dane Cameron's first win as a Team Penske driver. That's a big moment, Yes, you would know. Wow, uh, yeah, I can't believe you did that. I, but I got the pronunciation. I know, you, I, did great. I knew you, you were could. pausing. I'm like, he's going to make me say yeah. it, isn't he? I knew he? you could. <laughs> Thanks for taking Jerome for me, though. Yeah. Was, all right, so who do you think should be our Motorsports Star of the Week? Go to NBCSports.com slash NASCAR vote. Here are your choices. We've already seen one, Acura Team Penske, our IMSA winners from Mid-Ohio, as AJ said. So you have Cooper Webb, the new 450 champion in Monster Energy Supercross. Two NASCAR drivers, Martin Truex Jr., uh, Monday's Cup winner at Dover, and Christopher Bell who earned his third Xfinity win of the year. And the poll is open. You see the numbers changing there. So go ahead and uh, get Ooh. your voice heard. Team Penske and Truex in the 
battle right A little there. battle. All right, yeah. so we'll have to see how that plays out. We've already tallied the count, by the way, for this week's top five moments from Kansas. Parker, you remember this one? I love this. It's the synchronized slide. You know, they might have gotten a 10 out of 10 in some sort of uh, Olympic event, you know? But here they go, <laughs> sliding through after a pass, an attempted pass, but Johnny Sauter would survive it. Go on to win after that miracle save. That was such a cool And for that win, he gets a cake in the yeah, face. Of course. That was yeah. 2010. We're only going back to last year. Yeah, there's, a, there's a big wreck. I'm behind this somewhere. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I'm going to probably check up and try to miss this. And, uh, and then you drove right into I, it, probably. No, I checked up and missed it all. But because of that, Kevin Harvick got the restart up front, drove to the victory. What a humble brag. <laughs> he showed us why he's Slowly the closer. Drove <laughs> Gosh, it's, we're only like, what are we, 20 minutes into the show and you guys are already starting. Okay, number three, this one, the 2017 playoffs, Martin Truex Jr. in Furniture Row Racing. It was emotional. They won less than 24 hours after the death of crew member Jim Watson. Yeah, that was a mo very emotional moment for the whole race team. and. The, you know, the numbers they were putting up at the time were incredible, but you can't take the humanity out of racing. It's yeah. really about the people. I know. Number two, this was 2008. You guys remember this? Yeah, Carl Edwards decides, I'm going video game style, <laughs> holding it wide <laughs> open around the wall. How'd that work? Jimmy Johnson's like, bro, good try. Go ahead and go ahead and do that. I'm just going to turn back under you and win this he race. He got the wall of glue. You used to yeah. get wall glue in racing sims. He got the wall yeah. glue. Can't okay, ride the wall. Number one. 2015 playoffs. Is this where it all started? This is where it all started. Infamous moment here. Joey Logano may take it back if he could. I'm not really sure, but because of that, uh, somehow Matt Kenseth's brakes failed at Martinsville. That's obviously. right. Really oddly, yeah. Wow, Logano was in between yeah. Logano and Kenseth. Okay, as for this year's playoff picture, here's how it looks. So six drivers have virtually locked into the postseason with a win, but the group, that group doesn't have anyone from Stuart Haas Racing. Although Kevin Harvick is best on points right now in seventh. So, okay, Stuart Haas winless, Kevin Harvick going to Kansas, where he has been really good, especially in the spring the last five years. Yeah, and I say this, Kevin Harvick's not having a bad season. He's having a great, I would love to have had this season. <laughs> I'd take his season. I, I I'd still season. be in the series if I had this season. <laughs> but for Kevin Harvick's standards, Stanford. he hasn't won. Stuart Haas Racing hasn't won. And we look here at those the last five years in the spring race at Kansas, three seconds, a third, and a win. Yeah. Wow. So this is a place that Kevin Harvick has a great feeling around, has always been fast at. And with Gibbs winning seven out of 11 races, Stuart Haas Racing needs to go out there and do something to start getting some wins. And I just feel like this is a great opportunity. I'm not going to say it's his best opportunity because every weekend Kevin Harvick's good anywhere. But this is one of those racetracks that Kevin Harvick has been so good at that maybe he can break out of that and finally get a win this year. And to add on to that, to kind of show how good his season really is, or at least the speed they have in those cars, he's ranked second in speed right now of race cars, putting aside the plate races, behind the 18 car of Kyle Busch. So they have the speed. He, we know this is a good season for them. It's just not up to their standards, as you said, of knowing that he can go out there and yeah. dominate race after race after race. So I think this is a similar situation that we've seen out of this race team in the past, which is they just need to put the whole race together. And... A lot of times, even when they put the race together, there's just that one car that's a little faster. So I think when it comes their way, when they're finally the fastest car of that weekend and they execute the race appropriately, he will get in victory lane. And then this discussion of will they be winless? No, they won't be winless anymore. And we'll continue to see the numbers that they put up because at the end of the day, they are a top three race car in the series right now. Yeah, setting the bar high, not always good, except in limbo. Mark that down. Okay, also, what? Gibbs, I, just, I made that up while you're talking. I was listening. Okay. Um, so, Joe Gibbs Racing, obviously, you mentioned, what was it, 7-11? Seven, seven wins in 11 Ooh. races. 
So they're really uh, uh, sort of, are they the, the organization to beat? And what's the, the detriment? I mean, Eric Jones seems like he's been coming on. That is a good question. And, you know, some of it has been Eric Jones has just had bad luck. Uh, I remember watching the Bristol race. He was really fast. And I think they had twice where the wheel was loose, things like that. But with that said, Eric Jones right now is barely in the cutoff of the playoffs. He's 16th. The organization has seven wins. At some point, you got to look and say, okay, what are we missing? You know, is it just execution? Do we have the speed? Can we win a race, but we're not executing? Are we missing something? Is it dialogue between the driver and crew chief? Or as a whole, you know, what is that 20 car just not doing to go out there and win races? Because it's hard. We know it, Parker, as drivers. When your teammates are winning and you're not, you start looking in the mirror like, hey. Pressure filled. And and we know he's in a contract year. And by the way, there's there's this kid that's in Xfinity. And he's pretty good. Well, and you're in a contract year and all those things. But, you know, I go back to – his rookie year in that 77 car for Front Row Motorsports and how close he came to a win at Bristol. Maybe how things would be different if he got that win over the guy who basically got him into NASCAR, which was Kyle Busch. And then I remember a race we went to Richmond late in the uh, just before the playoffs, and he had a chance at that race of maybe getting a win and didn't and messed up on a restart. And it's just kind of been the story of his Cup career. You know, when you look back how he got to this series, though, when he was coming out of late models and beating Kyle Busch in the Snowball Derby and going to the Truck Series and dominating, winning a championship there and being really fast in Xfinity Series, you thought when he entered the Cup Series, he was going to be, you know, a star immediately. And I think I just don't want Toyota and Joe Gibbs and them to give up on a guy who you know has shown everything up until this point. And maybe sometimes the Cup Series is just something you need to figure out. It's the best of the best. It's a hard place. So I just would I'd hate to see them give up on him, and I think that if he can go and get a win somewhere else on a super speedway this season, that could really have a snowball effect oh, yeah. for him to have the confidence again and to be putting up the numbers his teammates are putting up. But as you mentioned, there's a lot of pressure when your teammates are doing what they're doing, and you're not. That's a tough place to be. And Christopher Bell. And Christopher Bell. Yes. All right. Well, last year, Supercross rider. We're going to switch over to, to two wheels. Uh, Cooper Webb was plagued by injuries. This year, he came back in the best way possible, winning the 450 championship. We're going to talk with Webb next in the Motorsports Hour. A journey that started in Anaheim four months ago comes to a close tonight in Las Vegas. Adam Cianciarillo runs in third. He has a three-point gap on a race leader. No, Adam Cianciarillo goes down. That could change his championship in a heartbeat. You've got to be kidding me. In an incredible turn of events, Dylan Ferrandez wins the 250 West Championship. And Adam Cianciarillo absolutely gutted. Now the finale is this man a step closer to his ultimate dream. Don't take any unnecessary risks. He's feeling the highs of his career right now. And the rider out of North Carolina wins the 2019 championship. He's on the top step of the dirt bike racing world. As you saw, Cooper Webb recently crowned this season's Supercross champion. He joins us by phone from California. Cooper, has it sunk in? Man, it's starting to. Yeah, that was, uh, man, what a night and what a feeling it was. And, yeah, I think it finally hit me, you know, and uh, just a dream come true. Well, Cooper, you'd fought some injuries with a different race team the last couple of years. What was it about this Red Bull KTM factory team or the bike in general that really just led you to have this success? 
Uh, it's, it's really hard to say. Um, like you said, I was with Yamaha the last two years and just had abundance of injuries and uh, really couldn't stay healthy. And this year I switched teams to the Red Bull KTM team, and I think the bike just really fit me really well. Uh, and they, they built an amazing motorcycle, but uh, I changed pretty much everything, mechanic, uh, team, team members. Um, I lived, moved from North Carolina to Florida to be with Alden Baker, who's uh, our trainer, and uh you know, it was just a, a, a amazing change for me. You know, it was a lot to change, but at the same time, it, it obviously paid off. And for me, it was just a, a reset. And um, I think it uh, just really motivated me to, to try to get back to where I was in the 250 days and uh, go after this championship. So there was a moment early in the season that really stood out to me. It was when you crossed the start-finish line and you went back and you pointed at Ken Roxon. What was the message that you were doing there, and was that message received? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, uh, like I said, the last two years have been tough, and, um, you know, there was a lot of talk and a lot of, you know, negativity, you know, being said by, by fans and riders and stuff that, you know, I would never be uh, relevant again. So I think it was more of just, uh, hey, you know, I'm, I'm back, so you can't, uh, don't forget about me, you know. <laughs> That's a great point, though, that AJ brings up, and you kind of talking about that that swagger. Does that confidence, I mean, obviously, as the performance is there, the results are there, I would imagine that confidence sort of grows. Or were you sort of self-willing that confidence to rise to the top? Uh, you know, for me, I, I feel like I'm a pretty confident person, but, you know, it's in racing, I think, uh, as you guys know, as soon as you, you win that, that first race or, you know, uh, get on the podium, it's just, that belief instantly is there again. And I think for me, that was the biggest thing is I knew I had the opportunity and the ability to, to win this year. But I think as soon as I, I did it, it was just a whole new mindset and a whole new belief that, Hey, you know, you, you achieved it and uh, you just want to keep going. And, and that feeling becomes addicting, you know, of, of winning. And um, so, yeah, I think that was really, really what shaped my season was getting that, that first win and, and not only that, just running up front again, you know, with the top contenders, and um, which ultimately led to the win, but uh, it was a huge confidence thing for me. So I assume you're probably training for the outdoor season, which starts next weekend. <laughs> Have you even had a chance to celebrate this championship yet? <laughs> a little bit. You know, we, um, as a team, after the race Saturday night, you know, we all hung out at the semi and, and really just tried to let it sink in and, you know, we're in Vegas, so we enjoyed it a little bit that night. And uh, But it was cool. You know, I went by KTM. The company had a, a celebration for us um, on Monday, and a few of my personal sponsors had us come and come to the office and uh, threw us, you know, some celebration championship, you know, lunch and stuff like that. So it was really cool, you know. And, and you know, that's the tough thing in our sport is, is we're on the go for so many weeks in a row that, like you said, it's you, you win the Supercross championships and then, you have a brand new championship starting in two weeks. So uh, I felt like I, you know, enjoyed it a lot and, and still, you know, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And, and it's almost for me, it's more of a motivator, you know, knowing that, man, I, I achieved a lifelong dream. And, and now it's, it's like, you just want to, you know, you soak it in, but, but you really just almost want to keep it going. And uh, so for me, it's, it's actually been a, a huge motivator and also, you know, a little bit of a weight lifted off now that the, the championship has actually ended, but you know, it taught me a lot how to, you know, manage a championship. And, and like I said, I think the biggest thing for me is now that I've done it, 
I realized, man, you know, the, the sky is the limit now. Cooper, as you were talking, we were watching some celebration shots. Was that your, your mom seemed as excited, if not more so than, than you? <laughs> yeah, we were, I mean, as a family, they, I was the only child and my mom and dad really sacrificed a lot to, to make my, my dream a reality and just make it to the pro ranks. And uh, like I said, I never imagined as a kid, I lived a pretty normal life going to school, playing other sports. You know, I really didn't take, take racing seriously until maybe my teenage years. And, uh, you know, once I went pro, it was one of those things where I felt like, man, I, I'm pro now. This is the highest uh, achievement you can get. And, um, you know, I quickly learned in our sport, it's, it's results that, that really get, get you, uh, you know, a nice ride on a good team or, or, um, all that. So when I won in the two fifties, it was like, man, I never saw myself as a kid, even winning, a 250 championships and now it's you know you fast forward what five years later and you know to win a, a 450 supercross championship is still for me like unbelievable i never imagined doing that and um man it just shows you know when when uh when you want to put your mind to something you can you can get it done well just in time for mother's day good son yeah <laughs> perfect gift right <laughs> Cooper, we hate, I mean, for me, personally, I watched every uh, event this year, so congratulations. I loved watching you. It's uh, to see a comeback story like that, that swagger. So uh, thanks for coming on. Good luck in the outdoor season. Yeah, I appreciate it, AJ. I really do. And, and thank you guys for having me on. And uh, hopefully I'll get to, to check out you guys' races soon. Hope so. Coming up, we'll go back to the Brickyard and hear from Indy 500 contender Scott Dixon and has his Ganassi Racing teammate in NASCAR, Kyle Larson, turned a corner. That's next. All right, well, <laughs> this is one of my famous speeding tickets that uh, I was not driving. Uh, the driver was Vince Granatelli. Anyway, he gets pulled over and then uh, the officer comes over and says, who do you think you are, Mario Andretti? So uh, Vince you know, started laughing, you know, and he said, oh, he said, that's not funny. I said, well, this is because he's sitting right next to me. <laughs> but um, he let him go, I guess. <laughs> so I contributed a little bit on that one, I guess. Did you? Oh, that sneak peek, by the way, you can see the full uh, episode of that coming up um, this week. And did you know that um, on the Kyle Petty charity ride last year, Mario Andretti opened up his entire house to all 200 riders? Wow. It was awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Have I mentioned the Kyle Petty charity rides going on? Just I heard, yeah, I heard it. Once or twice. Yeah. Once or twice. <laughs> so again, you can see Drive Like Andretti. Welcome to the uh, uh, Kyle Petty Eastern charity ride show. Over on NBC. Oh, we're not done yet. <laughs> Mario Andretti is a legend, and some would argue Scott Dixon is a legend as well. The five-time IndyCar Series champion will later this month try to earn his second Indy 500 victory. Dixon spoke with Marty Snyder. Marty was busy earlier today. Well, Chris, so Scott Dixon knows a thing or two about getting to victory lane here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And I want to get your perspective as, a, as an Indy resident, kind of the mood as you build into the month of May and you start with the Grand Prix here this weekend. 
Yeah, it's cool. I think, you know, even the weather helps, man. Like, you, you're miserable pretty much for about four months with uh, some snow and a bit of sloppy mess. But, um, yeah, it's cool to finally get here on track and we test a little bit outside the window. Uh, but gearing up, especially for the Grand Prix, it's a nice yeah. smooth transition into, uh, you know, the hectic, uh, you know, two weeks that we have for qualifying and then and then the Oval. But it's, uh, it's the biggest race in the world, man. So everybody's happy to be here. <laughs> How is this atmosphere this weekend for the Grand Prix different? Like you would say, my neighbor will come out and I can kind of hang out with them. It's kind of a different atmosphere this weekend, isn't it? It's a different vibe. You know, I think the the enormity of the 500, you know, almost 400,000 people, just the chaos that's going on, you know, it's hard to get into the track. You know, the, the, the road course, again, kind of just eases you into it. You know, it's more of a family atmosphere. You can sit on the bank, you can have a picnic, you can have a yeah. couple of quiet beers, <laughs> uh, opposed to, you know, what right. we have for the 500. So right. I think it's it's a great uh, addition that they've had to the month of May right. and, and definitely for the drivers, man. The track, the layout provides great racing and it's a lot of fun. Well, your drive in this race last year was phenomenal. You had to start in the back, but you wound up finishing second. So what is this track like for the Grand Prix, the road course here at IMS? Yeah, last year I think was uh, was really good just for the, the, the sheer fact that, you know, the Firestone brought a, a tire, the black and the red, that had quite a big difference, you know. Mm -hmm. So you had a lot of people trying to manage that program and trying to go, you know, as short amount of possible uh, time on, on the black right. uh, and spend the rest of it on the red. But, you know, I think here you got long straights, big braking zones, you're almost 190 miles an hour into turn one, wow. first gear, 45 mile an hour corner. So it's... Uh, I think last year we, we you know we stood on our you know our own, own toes uh, for qualifying you know started 18th or 19th <laughs> right. but we're able to come through but it's one of those tracks that if you do have a fast car you're going to be able to move your way to the front. Is it is it important to have success on this weekend to kind of build that momentum into the rest of the month of May for the 500? I think if you do, you'll say yes. Uh, <laughs> if you don't, you'll say it doesn't matter at all. But right. you know, uh, I think you know everybody what's lingering in the back of the mind is the Indy 500 you know yes we're here it's a different weekend it's the Grand Prix you're going to try and win you know it, it pays the same amount of points as majority right. of the races um, but everybody's thinking about the big one is this maybe the best start the nine team has ever had to a season it's one of the better ones for sure you know St. Pete was normally you know if we we're in the top 20 that was a fantastic weekend <laughs> yeah, right. you know just because we were crash or, or whatever had gone on but yeah we've had some real good consistency I think Coda you know, had we not, you know, missed the caution and that, we would have been fighting for a podium there too. But the unfortunate part is that, you know, Rossi and Joseph have had, you know, phenomenal uh, weeks too, you know, four races. So um, we'll see here. I think once we get kind of through and in, into this, you know, uh, summer stretch, you know, we'll see some, you know, separation maybe or, or some guys making mistakes. But the competition right now and the teams are just so good, man. It's, right. it's cut through the whole season. Scott Dixon certainly has shown a lot of speed early in 2019, Krista, but he would love to turn that into a win here during the month of May at Indianapolis. Yeah, absolutely. Scott Dixon has earned three podium finishes in the season's first four races. That puts him third in the IndyCar standings behind Joseph Newgarden and Alexander Rossi. So Dixon drives toward Chip Ganassi Racing, and both of his NASCAR teammates are on the good side of their playoff cut line. Kurt Busch sits eighth in the standings, while Kyle Larson is 15th after a season-best finish of third Monday at Dover. So let's talk Kyle Larson. Um, 15th doesn't sound great, but is one race, I mean, is that a turnaround? Is that safe to say? I, I just love, like, the, you know, there's weeks of bad luck and things going wrong and that sort of stuff, and it's like, one week goes normal. It's all fixed. We're good now, people. <laughs> Don't even, you know, he's back. Everything's back. It's all fine. I mean, yes, we, we've seen the speed out of the one car throughout this season in terms of his teammate there, 
uh, and Kurt Busch. And so we know the team has had speed and the ability to do this. And we saw speed from him earlier in the year at Atlanta. So I think this was not um, surprising. It's just finally the race kind of played out. You know, it didn't. he didn't have a tire blow. He didn't have an issue or penalty. It just played out the way it did. And they had a smooth race. And finally, they were able to do that, get a solid finish, and therefore now start to march up the standings. Uh, but, you know, one thing about Kyle Larson and Chip Ganassi on a broader level is that, you know, Chip Ganassi Racing has 16 wins, we discovered earlier today, in the Cup Series. And five of those are from Kyle Larson. And I think, that, you know, there's some expectation from allowing the talent level of Kyle Larson to think, okay, he should be, you know, dominating races and contending for championships year in and year out. And I agree on a talent basis, yes. But is Chip Ganassi Racing a team that can provide that level of equipment to him. I don't know. I just don't think this organization, for some reason, has been kind of held at a hierarchy with Hendrick and Penske and Joe Gibbs, but I have not seen the results over the years to say that they are that level of organization. So I think, uh, you know, yes, it's a turnaround. Are they going to be a playoff contender? Absolutely. But I think in a lot of ways, uh, you know, you have to look at the organization as a whole and say, what is wrong or systemically wrong there that has not allowed them to continually compete or get to the level of Joe Gibbs, Hendrick, or Penske. That was interesting there, Parker. Thanks. Yeah. Systemically. Yeah. Systemically. That's a big word. I think, you know, I took it, my here's, Nate here, Ryan yeah. vocabulary I, I, book out. They, they've had some self-induced mistakes. They've had some just bad luck. I think this package hurts Kyle Larson a little bit because he can't go run the fence at some of these places. Mm-hmm. But Kyle Larson, I've seen it. He can wheel anything. They get everything executed right. Kyle Larson's going to have a chance to win a lot of races. All right. Remember, your poll, uh, the poll question is still open. Make sure you get your votes in. Up next, the final results of that poll question and the crowning of our Motorsports Star of the Week. Go to NBCSports.com slash NASCAR vote. Plus, a special announcement from Comcast that's coming up here in the Motorsports Hour. Welcome back. We have some special news to announce for the fifth straight year. Comcast will be presenting the Comcast Community Champion of the Year Award, which honors the incredible individuals within the NASCAR industry who are giving back. Now, since the award's inception, Comcast has donated a total of $480,000. Three finalists will once again be chosen, and we have seen remarkable stories, including last year's champion, Joey Logano. Joey sent us a special message about what the award has meant to him. Hey, Joey Logano here. You know, we put so much time and effort into the Joey Logano Foundation, so I was very humbled last November when I was chosen as a 2018 Comcast Community Champion of the Year with the $60,000 donation. We've been able to do so much uh, giving second chances to children and young adults in times of crisis. So the Comcast Community Champion of the Year Award is just one of many ways Comcast contributes to our sport. The industry is filled with great people who are always given back to their community. Most of the time, it's under the radar. The goal of the program is to uncover and recognize those selfless acts of generosity and kindness. The nomination window is officially open for fans and industry members to recognize someone making that difference in the community. You can submit your nominations by visiting ComcastCommunityChampion.com. A great cause and a great honor to be recognized for sure. Okay, now it's time to crown our champion, Ooh, the Motorsports okay. Star right. of the Week. We had All four right. choices, Team Penske and IMSA, Cooper Webb, Supercross, oh, and then wow. the two NASCAR okay. drivers, Truex and Christopher Bell. Ooh, look at that. So That's- 
That's Cooper a, Webb. That's hefty that's, margin. Too. That's a championship and another win yes. for Cooper Webb. <laughs> yes, it is. So I think, do we just give it there? I don't think yeah. we can. Oh, I don't know. Oh, there's. Oh, we're locking. Oh, yeah. oh, no, lock it's, it it's done. Lock yeah, it Cooper in. wins. Cooper Webb, congratulations. Yeah. Took Not only do you get the number one plate, you are the motorsports. I'd like to think that's because of our interview. It probably stuff. was. Yeah, I think yeah, it was your tremendous question. It's not his answers that got you there. I agree. Okay, guys. Coming up, where in the world is Kyle Petty? The 25th annual charity ride across America rolling through the Southeast as we speak. These are some you of the don't photos. Say. Now, these are some of the photos I took from the back of the bike earlier in the week. That was Kyle passing us because he'll wow. he works his way through the whole crowd. It's amazing. Um, that's, is that's a selfie. That's a sort of a that's a, I guess a uh, yeah. That's a selfie. But how cool is that? And this the fan turnout. This was in Colorado. Huge crowd greeting us uh, at that field stop. You can see more pics like this coming up next. All right, we're at the Love's Travel Stop in McGee, Mississippi. We've got a special guest. Step in, special guest. Just like on Motor Mouse, special caller, Herschel Walker. Hello, How about man. it, dude? Thanks for coming. Hey, thank you for having me on. How's the ride been so far? Has the it been wet? Has it been, been dry? Awful. It's dry. You know, it's raining <laughs> a little bit, but it's dry because I have a lot of clothes on, and I'm not going to advertise them because they don't give them to me. Yeah, let me ask you this question. We just had the governor here and yes. had the mayor, and then they introduced some guy who said he still had nightmares because he played linebacker at the University of Mississippi when you yes. played. Do you know the guy? Do you remember hitting him? Uh, no. I don't even remember last night. <laughs> hey, uh, you know what was weird is I was, so, I was so excited to see the governor because, you know, I thought it was very unique. The governor would come out in the rain yes. to something like this that was so important. So yeah. I was so excited to see that. I didn't even know who he named that was a football player. I was just excited to meet the governor and his, his wife, his lovely wife. Thank you for doing this. This is your what? How many years? Uh, this is my 15th year. I absolutely love this. This is something that I do. I put this on my calendar. I beg you guys to keep me on because I tell you what, this is the best thing I've ever done in my life, and it's able to give back to kids. That I, that is my life. That's my life. My life is kids. Okay, you hear those bikes running? That means we're late. They're gonna leave me. I don't, don't leave Kyle. They won't leave Herschel. No, they so leave. So I'm gonna hang with him. They'll leave. Talk Herschel. to you guys. See you. Herschel Walker's family is on the ride. He's heard him 15 years. There's two Heisman winners, George Rogers, on the ride as well. Wardrobe we'll change. I've got my, uh, my Kyle Petty 25th year. The ride will cross into its 11th state when it arrives in Pensacola, Florida tonight. From Washington State to Florida in just nine days with a tornado in Texas. David Reagan, after racing on Monday, flew uh, from Washington, D.C. to Dallas to Albuquerque, took an Uber to Santa Fe, got in at 2 a.m. just to be a part of the ride wow. at 6 a.m. And the best part of the ride, watching so many of you drop a few bucks into our racing tire at each stop for Victory Junction Camp. Remember, you can say you were a part of the historic 25th ride. All you have to do is donate kylepettycharitryride.com. Awesome. I know. Have I mentioned it enough? Can we bring Herschel Walker back? Herschel's Herschel Walker awesome. looked like he could still play. He's a man. Yeah, he's awesome. He is having so much fun. Everybody yeah. is. All right, KP may be traveling across America, but he's still finding time to win. How is this possible? He's I, still this finding is, time to win in our kind of, NASCAR America Fantasy League. It's a sore subject. He had the most points in last week's it's, race at Dover. It's what? a shocker to me because half the time on the show, he doesn't even know who his know fantasy picks are. So. <laughs> he doesn't know right now. He doesn't know what state he's in. I think they're in Alabama right that, now. You know, there's an elephant in this room as well. I tied for second there. Know. You know, Jared, who's leading now in our fantasy standings amongst all the broadcasters. So impressive. Uh, you know, I just feel like that's probably my best weekend of the year. So oh, I'm making nice. a move. I'm only, I'm in 11th right now, one ahead of Dale Jr. still. So that, that's job security. What? So at the 600, you picking yourself? 
Probably. We'll see. Probably. Yeah. Don't forget, you can sign up for Fantasy Live at NASCAR.com and join the NBC Sports NASCAR America League where you can play against all of our NASCAR America teams. So before we get your guys, your picks, mm. let's check out this week's Fantasy Cheat Sheet from Dan Beaver of RotoWorld.com. Here are his picks. Okay, Eric Jones, his value pick. He finished top 10 both Kansas races last year. We were talking about him earlier on the show. Kurt Busch is his garage pick. Uh, it's been solid in a mile and a half tracks. But the same can't be said uh -oh. for Ryan Blaney. That's Dan's red flag. That's not good, Dan. That's not good for me. Oh, you don't no. like that? Uh-uh. <laughs> okay, what, so let's get to your picks. Who's, who's up first, Parker? All right. Uh, well, Dan Beaver's not going to be impressed with mine. I have Ryan Blaney as draft number one. <laughs> His red flag. You know what? Ryan's been great at Kansas. Put aside the mile and a half this year. I believe this could be the weekend that he finally goes and matches his teammates who have had tremendous speed. I've got Chase Elliott in there, Martin Truex Jr., winner from last week. I go against everything I said about Kyle Larson. He's there as one of my drivers. Kevin Harvick, of course, and Kyle Busch, Wait, because really? you have Those to. Those are good. Those just are good talked picks. about that Chip Ganassi racing and yeah, Kyle Larson. No, 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 no. Well, I'm allowed to backtrack. Oh, okay. You know, so yeah. I'm allowed to, you know. AJ, who have you got? All right. All right. Well, I went, I mean, I made some bold predictions this week. I went Kyle Busch is my number one guy. You guys have almost all the same. Yeah, yeah this is Kyle, Yeah, this is remarkably close. I feel yeah, like Kevin Harvick, five of the six. The I, I, don't, I don't like that Ryan Blaney stat. He's going to break out of that. Okay. And, uh, you know, Martin Truex Jr., what have you done for me lately? Lately, you've dominated. So you get in my lineup for that. You do, he does get in your lineup for that. So basically what we've established here is that we thought very much alike except for Joe Logano slash yeah, Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson. That was That's our discussion pretty much yeah. right now. So, And I go back against everything I said about Kyle Larson in his current situation at Chip Ganassi Racing. Other than I feel like just, he could have a great you run. You literally went on a rant. Oh, one race doesn't change. Yep. And you're like, Kyle Larson's yep. my guy. That's why you have to watch. Got to put him in. Right. Yeah. That's why I want to surprise you. Keep you on your toes oh a little bit. So you didn't, you know, so you didn't start to figure out what my fancy lineup was going to be. Okay. So and then when we got there, I could <laughs> just surprise you with what my fancy lineup okay. is. Right. This is all about tactics, people. Tactics. That's how I get to – that's how I – that's how I tie for second. What are, so what do you expect? I mean, and I forget your drivers. What kind yep. of race are we going to see? Well, a, Saturday, a night race, right? Okay, Saturday wait. Night. So we should just, the, the another elephant in the room, which is that every week I've basically made a prediction that's been wrong about the racing this year. So this, <laughs> this just time, you again. I am not making the prediction. Oh, okay. But there was an article on NASCAR, uh, on NBC uh, website, and it said Martin Truex Jr. thinks this could be one of the coolest races of the year. Because of the multi-groove racing that we have at Kansas with this package. So that's not my words. Okay. That's oh, Martin Truex Jr., the guy who's on your fantasy team and won last weekend. Do you think there's a chance of tandem <laughs> There's no chance of tandem racing. Absolutely none. But I do think it's cool that that's he thinks it could be a cool We went on a rant. He went on a rant for two, two to three minutes about Talladega and how yep. we were going to tandem race. We did a whole production. No tandem racing at all. Of there course, was no, it's, anyway, it's Mother's Day Mother's weekend Day. also, so a very happy Mother's Day to all of the moms watching, including ours in Connecticut, mm -hmm. Iowa, North Carolina. There you see some of the, the NASCAR wives, NASCAR moms. Uh, it's always going to be a great scene at Kansas um, this weekend. So happy Mother's Day. Oh, and sometimes babies go in the championship trophy. It is. Hudson, I mean, that's, they'll they'll remember that. I love you, Mom. That's awesome. Same. I love you, Mom. I know you're watching. Thanks, And though. for my mom, it's a double dip weekend because it's also my parents. Not only is it Mother's Day, love you, Mom, but it's my parents' 50th anniversary tomorrow. 50 years. Wow, wow. Can you believe it? Oh, there they Whoa, are. Look at look that. Look at that. Nice. Nice. May 10th, 1969. They are going to, if they are watching, my mom is 
Like, what did she just do? <laughs> we had a great party for him. It was really cool. So That's congratulations. Awesome. Well, happy anniversary. Yeah, congratulations. And yes. again, happy Mother's Day to all the moms watching. Yes. And thank you for watching the Motorsports Hour. I got to go get on a motorcycle. Good luck. I'm going back. Going back. Is it the, the Kyle, Kyle Petty Charity Ride? It's the Kyle Petty Charity Ride. I don't see here. <laughs> Up next, it's NASCAR KNN East Racing from South Boston. Then NHL Live gets you ready for the start of the Stanley Cup Conference Finals. Enjoy the racing this weekend. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.